Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Joining us on the podcast now, I don't think it's going to surprise any of our listeners to learn, it is the coach with the most appearances here on our Crack Rackets podcast, head coach of the TCU men's tennis team, Coach David Rodidi. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's great to be great to be on your show again and great to be talking about the Sweet 16 and going to Orlando. So it's all great. Yeah, I'm not sure why we keep inviting you back, uh, but we do. So it's always a pleasure to have you, of course, Coach. No, I mean, the reason we keep having you is because your team keeps putting forward such outstanding results. And for you guys this past weekend, it's a clean sweep of Arkansas. Then you bounce back from dropping the doubles point four one win for you over Arizona State. How are you feeling after your opening weekend of action? Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, let me know if the sound is not great. Uh, we have a little bad weather here, but... No, I, I thought it was a really tough draw. I thought to to draw Arkansas on the first round with, you know, I talked about it in my video, the, the, a coach that is, has coached more top 10 teams than 99.9 of the coaches out there. I think there's only two current coaches that have coached more top 10 and Andy Jackson. So that was a rough first round. And, you know, it was a little breezy and, and not the easiest conditions and, and, we had finals that week, and everybody wants to get to Orlando, so I didn't know what was going to happen. And so to be here, sitting here after two wins, beating Arkansas and then Arizona State, I'm, I'm ecstatic. 
Mm-hmm. No, we play a game on our show. Uh, it's called Has Andy Jackson Coached There? And the answer is usually yes, he has coached there, uh, to your point. But no, I mean, for you guys, and you've dealt with adverse situations before, the one that comes to mind, you drop the doubles point, steal four singles wins at Baylor. So you've seen that happen this season. But for you guys to get a tough one like that, to have to bounce back this early in the tournament, that's helpful for the team, right, long term? Absolutely. And not just not just lost the doubles point, but lost, the way we lost it, I don't know if you're aware that we had mm-hmm. a match point, we had a basically a sitter on top of the net that we didn't think the guy was going to get to the ball. I'm hearing rumors that I think the referee actually called mat, set match TCU and the point wasn't over and then we missed the shot. Obviously, I didn't hear the ref say that or I would have been all over it, but uh, that's how disappointing it was and then it was great tennis in the tiebreaker they played really good tennis to to get the doubles point from us so uh after that for our team to come back and and beat that team they have so much energy you know matt hill matt hill's teams always have a lot of energy um alistair gray played a phenomenal match at number one beating Nate, some really good performance at the bottom. Obviously, we got it was on fault that number five with a wrist injury. That was that was not the way you want to win matches. But uh, I was very impressed with our, the way our resilience and it's a lot to say about the the two leaders that you're going to talk to in the show. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I was going to say, we will talk to Alistair and Luke a little bit later. And, you know, by the way, we, we know what we're going to get from them, right? They're not that impressive at one and two, just a Big 12 player of the year and a guy who has been around the block once or twice. But for you guys against Arizona State to, you know, sweep that four through six singles position because everyone's top three can play. And certainly Gray, Famba, Jong, we know they can play. But for to get, you know, Fernley, Paralek, Jurasek all wins under their belts early in the tournament you know four through six is where the money is made so how important is it for your guys at the bottom of the lineup to be playing well early in the event yes no that's definitely something that we have you know when we when you looked at our team at the beginning of the year you would say on paper that would be our strength would be whoever's playing four five six should be three really good players so we we like what we have there we have a lot of trust in those players, it's just we've dealt with so much, so much adversity in those spots, and um, I think only until the conference tournament did we pull a full, full lineup. Or in my mind, what a full lineup would be, we haven't had it all year. So it's kind of nice to have everybody healthy, or just about ninety, a hundred percent healthy, and be able to compete and be able to compete at the bottom, like you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you look at your team's record, 18-7. and seven. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season, you're going to get 25 matches in, you'd probably have said, huh, get off the funky stuff. Uh, but you do get 25 matches in. And for your team, uh, again, I think you've played seven, four, three matches as well. Um, I guess, A... You know, again, do you feel like you have the normal sort of calluses built up uh, that you normally would at this point of the season? Do you feel like your guys in the end got a full complement of matches? Oh, 100%. If, if anything, we pushed them more than any other year. They've played more. We, we've only played, out of the 25 matches, we have only played seven of them at home. The rest have all been on the road. 
went to California twice, went to Florida, and kind of like weeks. Um, you know, the Mississippi, Mississippi State, brutal trip. We just been on the road, Tulsa on the road. So we we have definitely put it out there. We have definitely challenged our guys to to be ready to compete. Uh, so if anybody has some calluses, it would be us, especially going on the road. It's it's almost uh, more normal for us to be on the road than it would be to be here at home. Absolutely. And, you know, again, when you talk about your team's health, that is something you dealt with so much early in the season. We got to see Kurzban and we got to see Juan Martin. But, you know, it's weird you say this. Are you guys at your healthiest heading into this next week in Orlando? Is this the, you know, about as healthy as you've been all season? By far. This is the healthiest we've been by far. No, absolutely not that. We've had some of the craziest injuries uh, we've ever had. And, uh, you know, Juan Martin is, is is one that probably still has a little bit of an injury, but nothing nothing serious. Uh, to have Bird is, Bird is back playing, you know, he you saw him go down against uh, Aris, uh, Florida where he could hardly finish that doubles match. We lost him for a long time. It's great. It's 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 great. Now, at this point, you you need everybody. You need not only do you need to be healthy, you need to go out there and and compete, especially against a team like Ohio State, who we all know what to expect. They're just absolute, you know, dogs out there. So uh, we not only do we need to be healthy, but we need to be prepared and, and ready for an absolute battle. Mm-hmm. Well, since you bring up the Buckeyes, to talk about that round of sixteen match. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time I remember you two playing in an NCAA event was the 2017 quarterfinals, if memory serves me correctly. That match was a little bit on the chippier side, and, you know, I'd watch as much for you and Tucker and the You know, if they had cameras just on you two during the match, that'd be a great seventh court, is just to see you guys fidgeting all match long. But, you know, for to, to get the Buckeyes, that sort of test, they're unseated, but it's still a round of 16 match. Uh, what, what's it going to take from your guys to beat them? Yeah, we're going to have to compete, just absolutely compete. That's it. Um, you know, we talk about it doesn't really matter how you play, it's how you compete. So Ohio State, like, to me, they represent uh, competition. They just re- represent a bunch of guys that are that, that will compete. They have a lot of not only good players, but they have a lot of experience there with Seelig. I think he's playing five. I haven't even mm-hmm. checked their lineup, but if he's playing five, he's got to be one of the best fives, most experienced fives out there. So... Uh, yeah, I, I I do remember that match vaguely. I think uh, I think they might have won that one. Uh, it still stings <laughs> a little bit. Up four two in the third with uh, Nunez against Defios. I remember. <laughs> uh, so so we'll be ready. It'll be fun. It, it's great to be back in Orlando. It's great to be in the in the round of sixteen. We had uh, you know we 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 all missed it right uh, with all this craziness and the world pandemic and. Uh, it's just so exciting to to be competing and to be competing at the highest at the highest of stages. Uh, we're just very blessed. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's so interesting. One of the things that's so different about this year's NCAA event is, you know, there are two guys. It's Carl Soderland at Virginia, Chi Chi Huang at Texas. Those are the only two who have experienced winning a team national championship. And when you look at rosters across the country, like at least, you know, I remember Alistair Clint, I'm not just saying this because he's coming up later, clinching against Mississippi State in 2019. And you have guys on your roster who have played NCAA quarterfinal matches where a lot of the other teams haven't. Do you think you have an experience advantage heading into Orlando? Uh, I I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we don't lose anybody. We don't have any seniors on our team. So I didn't didn't think that we would have a a team with more experience. Uh, I think a team like Baylor, who has three graduate transfers, Mm -hmm. would probably take, take that title. But you're right, some of them, Maybe played a uh, have played a lot of years, maybe not at that stage. So, not that they couldn't do it. I mean, those guys are, are really good. But um, yeah, no, I mean you're right. I, I had not thought about that. I, I think of us as a, a good team. I think of us as a team that continues to develop. And I'm just uh, looking forward to see what what we have. I, I do I do love our leadership. I think uh, you know when you talk to these guys, they have. For a while, kind of what I was talking about earlier, where we didn't have the the depth on our team that I thought we were going to have all year due to injuries, Fumba and Alistair had to really step up and and not to disrespect the rest of the team, but I felt like they were carrying a a, a huge load uh, throughout the season. So it was kind of it was nice to get to get a little break after the conference tournament and just get to practice a little bit and slow down it's been it's been uh it's been a long one so we're ready well, i think we're ready as ready as we could possibly be mm-hmm. and you know you talk about those two um in the past it's been nori it's been rybakov those have been just the, you know nick chapel before them the unequivocal number ones in the lineup and you know i think a lot of listeners you you expect of a number one player that just match in match out of course they're going to deliver but you've seen it up close you know how difficult how physical those matches at one and two singles can be to be able to share that number one burden between the two of them all season, uh, you know, how has that helped you guys as well? Because I feel like that is a luxury that not a lot of coaches have. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it has been nice. We've been doing our best to to make it fair for them and fair for the team. Uh, a lot of times I'll ask uh, Devin Baldwin, I mean, like, so who's playing one in the tournament? Who's playing two? I don't even know. We just keep going back and forth and allowing them and giving them opportunities. Uh, Alistair, the day before the NCAA tournament started, he goes, so am I playing one or two? The day before, <laughs> you know? So so it is It is nice. I think I think Ohio State's another team that could easily be doing that. I don't know if they have or not. I haven't really followed their season much, but I know they have mm-hmm. two players at the top that could easily be interchangeable. So it'll be, it'll be interesting how, how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to tell you the lineup just to hear your reaction. It's McNally 1, Kingsley 2, Trotter Boulay 3-4, and then, yeah, Seelig and Tracy 
for five six. So those are your matchups. Uh, but again, you, you know what it. Yeah, you know what it takes to beat the Buckeyes. You know what it takes to win a round of sixteen match. Uh, again, heading into Orlando, last serious question for you: What's it going to take for you guys not only to win that first match, but then you've beaten Baylor already this season, and we all see the parity at the top of men's college tennis. What's it going to take for you guys to make a nice run here in Orlando? I think we have to embrace the love bugs. <laughs> I think yeah, it's, gotta, it's been 15 months. Everyone needs a little love. Yes, and see how many we can eat in between shots. Um, <laughs> whoever, you know, Fumba, Fumba likes to play with his mouth open, so he's in, he's in for a long day, I think. <laughs> uh, no, I think, um, you know, I, I, I do believe that, that being prepared is, is critical to to go to an NCAA tournament like this to have four rounds uh, to be in shape and and you also need you need some luck you need some luck you need some uh, not having injuries and I believe that at, at the end of the day the team that wants it the most is going to come out on top because as you mentioned earlier I don't think we have that team this year that has been dominating or has the the team on on paper where you know you 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 have just one through six a slight edge on on everybody it's it's to me it's a wide open it's 16 teams that can win it uh we saw it two years ago when texas kind of uh came not out of nowhere but um you know they were that was wide open that year as well so i think it's it's another year so who whoever wants it the most whoever is willing to to suffer during those really stressful moments and it can handle that situation is going to come out on top and uh, I hope it's the frogs mm-hmm. no absolutely and again we look forward to seeing your team compete last two fun ones for you tweets sponsored by at Jersey Mike uh, did Subway not put in a competitive enough bid like how that end up happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm gluten free so I, I, I don't know how to, I go no bun anyways yeah, that that makes sense. Um, no, I guess you know my follow up question to that would be: Is Cam Nori a clay court specialist, and we just didn't know it this whole time? I mean, it's hilarious. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. Who would have thought, right? A a Kiwi from a South African, uh, <laughs> born in South Africa, raised in in uh, in New Zealand, and and with a father from Scotland, and now trains in Scotland, and in, in great playing for Great Britain. And he's a clay quarter. I guess. I guess we should have known when he made his uh, Davis Cup debut and beat. Um, oh my God! The the just an absolute warrior from Spain down Agu, two sets. Agu. Yeah, yeah, a good Batista. A good. He beats him in in Spain on clay down two sets in a break. Maybe we should have taken him more seriously on clay than uh, than we may have at the time. Yeah, no, I mean, again, you look at the list, him, Mackey, Torp, all of these guys were in college at the same time, and now, like, all of them are on a pathway towards the top 100. It speaks to how good the college tennis is, and again, it, I think you guys down at TCU have had a large part in raising the level, so again, Coach Rodidi, always a pleasure to get the chance to chat. We heard someone fact-checking you in the background. Feels like now is the perfect time to bring them in as well. Uh yeah, but be safe, be be healthy, Coach. We'll see you in Orlando. Thank you, thank you. We'll get we'll give credit credit to our Horn Frog alumni who's been coaching them from day one, who is from Argentina, Facundo Lugones. 
maybe he's the he's the reason why he's having all this success on clay so always been always been an honor being part of the show you guys do an amazing job uh if we if we had more guys like you we'd be like college football i mean i'm uh <laughs> love love the work you guys do and i really appreciate it time you you have us on your show i'll let you guys enjoy and uh thank you so much we'll see you soon appreciate it coach go frogs with that in mind, though, we can now bring in the second half of our interview here of this TCU men's tennis team. And let's be honest, the real men behind the success of this year's squad. We are joined by the number one and two singles players in any order, depending on the given day. Alistair Gray and Luke Famba. I'll start with you, Alistair. How's it going, my friend? Good to see you again. Hi there. Hi. Uh, thanks for having us on the show. Doing well, doing well. Always a pleasure. And Luke, first time on the show, but obviously longtime fan here. Great to have you as well. You're doing well? Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much. Awesome. So let's start the obvious question. You guys used to hearing Coach Roditi, 15 minutes, just untapped on the mic. I feel like that must be a daily occurrence for you guys. Yeah. I mean, he, he really holds a lot back. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he's quite expressive and emotional with what he puts mm-hmm. across. So. No, I meant to awesome. ask him about it, but the including his mom in the Mother's Day video. And I mean, I see you guys now. You're having fun with it. You're getting in the Roditi reports. Like, I feel like you guys are in on the joke, right? It's not like, you know, it's all it's all in good spirit. It's all in good fun. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, no, I, I think he's a um, very charismatic guy and brings that forward um, through, you know, any way he can with the with the post-match reports. And I think it's great for TCU, but also for college tennis. I think, um, yeah, it helps bring to life uh, what's just sport at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. The one that was most turning to me was the one post-Pepperdine, where I think you guys went straight from the courts, no showers to the airport. And I was like, that is the worst smelling Roditi report possibly of all time that van just again but you, you gotta do anything for the content right i totally you understand that, you in that van? yeah i was here yeah. i mean yeah. that day i was was crazy like i just finished my match you know maybe it's a clinch match mm-hmm. and after straight to the to the car I'm driving yeah. so fast and yeah it was crazy but, <laughs> yeah. but it was fun too you know yeah yeah we were like driving through the mountains like really doing his little report driving <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was barely shaking the guy's hand and yeah. was like, I'll get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's again, anything to make this season work. And, you know, I have the chance to see you guys at the national indoors and coach Roditi uh, made this point as well. And I'll start just with this question for you, Luke, he sort of mentioned this. It did feel like early on with all of the injuries, we saw Juan Martin, we saw Max Kurzban guys who sure you, you feel comfortable contributing, but it felt like it was you and Al up at that number one double spot, up at that number one and two singles flights that really had to carry the burden early on. I'm curious, did you feel that, Luke, especially, you know, to be playing top two for the first time in your career? Uh, what was that burden like? I mean, yes and no, because, I mean, like we had some tough matches, you know, all along the season, you know. But, yeah, I mean, for sure, I'm playing with Al in, in doubles, you know, at number one, I think it was, was a very good, like, good spot for us I feel you know now I think well maybe about two in a country you know so like we won many matches you know uh, in dubs and after singles I would say it's like all the team you know I mean maybe some match you know me and Al won but it was very close and after like he came came down you know to maybe Fianley at four younger three you know so I feel it's like 
everyone in your team is like a big factor, you know, for each each win during uh, during the season. Mm-hmm. So no, absolutely. And again, you guys did this a little bit at of last year before things got cut off. But you know, Al, you were playing top two when Rybakov was there. And were you a freshman for Nori? Were you on the team his last I, I year? Was- but I was ineligible. Yeah, that was that funky season. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can debate that, litigate that another time. But, um, you know, I guess what, I'm, what I want to ask is when you have a guy like Ribo or Cam Nori, you have a safety net, right? You're like, yeah, whatever. We, we, we're winning at one singles because we've got the best player on the court. That's it. You're the safety net now. Um, and if you don't mind me saying, I feel like there's a little bit more fire from you match in, match out, a little bit more energy just to let the guys know, uh, hey, I'm here leading up top. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, well, I've, I've got more energy. Just uh, more vocal, I would say. <laughs> not, that, not that the energy changed, that you're, you're just louder about it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I feel like... Um, I love, you know, I love the the battle and the competing, especially in college tennis. So I, I embrace that a lot. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, it, it is a it is a theme that I think helps the team. I think it helps get, you know, we got we got a young team. So I think having someone vocalizing maybe helps them come out of their shells a little bit when they're, you know, it's, it's there's not many higher pressure situations than what we're in. So I think to have someone externalizing it sometimes i mean fomba gets loud as well mm-hmm. on court and i think that helps um when the others hear us on court um you know expressing ourselves i think it helps them come out as well so yeah i think i think you're right not conscious not consciously but uh i think it's something that's ended up developing yeah mm-hmm. no it's cheesy but whenever there's a fom bomb which is the fomba's ace obviously <laughs> just a little rhyme there <laughs> or what with that yeah it's your <laughs> Sorry, you get bored when you're doing these play-by-plays. And so I was like, oh, there's another fom bomb. Um, or, you know, like yeah. You. <laughs> okay, perfect. It's all yours. Um, or, you know, whenever you hit the big one-hander down the line winner, you definitely hear that roar from you guys. And you talk about having a young team. And again, I'll start with you with this question, Luke. I was at the National Indoors. Yeah. Three, four, three matches. You obviously get that last victory over USC. After what was, I think it's safe to say, the weekend from hell for all of you guys, uh, what would you, well, what do you do as a team to bounce back from that weekend to sort of reset everything heading into the rest of the year? Yes, I mean um, that was a great win, you know, when great win for the team, you know, all like clean the last match against Daniel. Remember that so we are all like pumped on the court, like cheering for all. I mean, saying uh, let's go, come on, let's go, you know, just win this match, and he. He, I mean, he does like play some, so like was very good for the team. And uh, after, yeah, so I think it was the last match indoor. Uh, come back here, practicing outdoor to be to be ready for um, a new like season. You know, outdoor is like it's always something new of you know changing from indoor to outdoor. But yeah, just practicing like have new uh, new like schema and just like new tactics. You know, but yeah, it was good. Like. Practicing a lot with the coaches, talking with uh, with the teammates, you know, but what to do now, you know, what our, our goals for the new season, and like we just like did great. I feel you know, like maybe tough first match against USC. I remember away, like we lost, but I mean, like we just had to bond, to bounce back after, and I think it was great, you know, for the rest of season. So. No, absolutely. And you look at the record now, again, 18 and seven overall, and you know, Alistair to uh, you for this question, you guys. You've beaten Baylor, 
you've beaten Texas. You beat Baylor after dropping the doubles point on their home courts is about as good of a win as you're going to find anywhere in college tennis this year. Uh, I think you guys are what, like the number seven seed or whatever. Now you face an Ohio state team. That's certainly right up there. And just, you know, again, given the landscape this year, there is no Virginia. There is no wake forest. It does feel like it's wide open for who could, you know, who can bring home the title. Uh, do you feel like you guys have the team that's right there in the mix? hundred percent. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we've shown, as you said, against Baylor, uh, against USC, that's like the best teams in the country. Um, we, we have a team that, you know, we're going to prepare as best we can this week. Um, we're going to, we're going to do our best to prepare better than anywhere else this week. And we think that's going to put us in good stead for the, for the week ahead. Um, but yeah, we have full confidence in our team. We, we have, uh, you know, as Rudy said earlier, there's 16 teams out there um, who can win this actually. Um, it's very open. Um, so yeah, no doubt we, we go in believing we can do, we can do amazing things this week. Mm -hmm. And for both of you guys, and first question, uh, first to you, Luke, it, everyone's got talent, but something we talk about a lot, it, it really does feel like the team that loves each other the most, the team that's the loudest, that's supporting one another, they're the team that wins because the tennis is always even. From that perspective this year, you know, do you guys check off that box? It's a stupid sounding question, but do you guys love each other enough to get the job done when the backs are against the wall? I mean, for sure. I mean, it's like, I mean, that's my, my family now, you know, like we, we just like each other, you know, like uh, rocking hard each other in the gym, in the cold too, you know, it's like, it seems like a big, big family now. And so like, I'm just proud to be part, part of this, of this, you know, with us, you know, I mean, I just met him two years ago and he's like a very good friend of mine, you know, so, and not just him, but like every guy in the team, that's, I think that's, that's very, very good to have that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Would you feel the same way, Al? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it would be bad if you answered that question. No, let's <laughs> be clear. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, we're we're family in this team. You know, Luke said we do all the work on the court and and, uh, and in the gym together. But when we're not when we're not doing that, we're we're generally hanging out with each other off the court as well. And um, we've gone through a hell of a lot this semester together, which has only brought us cl closer together. Um, and uh, yeah, I love everyone on the team, like my brothers. So uh, we'll do this. Uh, we'll do this for each other as well as ourselves, and that'll make us fight even harder for <laughs> for the, yeah for the team and for the coaches. Let's not forget the coaches, their family as well. <laughs> the way that David and have brought us you know, almost brought us up from our years to 18 to 22. They're doing not just a tennis job, they're doing a kind of a, you know, parental, you know, helping us grow up job as well, which, which is amazing from them. So yeah, we're, we're all in it for, for everyone on the team. Yeah. I mean, if the coaching staff can handle four years of Jerry Lopez, they can handle four years of you guys. Right. I've heard the stories. I know. Yeah. I know what went two, down. Two years, two years. Two they, years. They, couldn't, they couldn't do four years. He, he, uh, he transferred, I think from Kentucky. They couldn't have done four yeah, years. Yeah. That's what it was. You're right. Exactly. But you know, again, some fun ones for you guys down the stretch. Um, you know, is there just a rule at TCU? No two-handed backhands. That's just, the, that's, that's what you guys believe in now. Who have we got me from the Teddy, 
Um, I guess Sander. Sander's got a two, Sander's but that's really it. Oh, Moose. Yeah. Husband, he's got one. Eight, yeah. But a lot of the guys, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it seems to, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Rodigi's got a type. Uh, which <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. yeah, the least surprising thing to learn. But no, that's great. And then again, since I've got both of you, you guys are not just number one and two singles. You guys are a doubles duo as well. So I got to ask some questions. How well do you know your doubles partner uh, heading into the NCAA tournament? I believe you guys got the pick right for the individuals as well uh, as a doubles team, right? I know you got it in singles. Uh, again, sorry. You guys got picked for singles in NCAAs, right? You're both yeah. playing singles. Yeah. Do you get it doubles as well? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, doubles, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So then these are pertinent questions heading into the home stretch. So first question to you. Uh, I'll start with you, Al. Yeah. Famba's on the deuce side. What serve does he want called? <laughs> I can't give you that. <laughs> I can't give you that. <laughs> but you know the answer. Oh, I know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, hold but on. I, just I lo- just look at him because we're. Do- kind of I was gonna say we're looking at, on this at video. Look at him and just like think what you think it is. What's the serve he wants? Just look at him. Yeah. 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 The answer. Would you say you know the answer as well, Luke? Yeah. 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 I know. So, uh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Well, fair. That's a pass. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nope. A little filler there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They know. The yeah. It's slider into the body. Uh, no. <laughs> you can do both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my teammate right there. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, but awesome. All right. Deuce point. Who's taking the return? Ooh, I mean, that's changed a lot. Yeah, it completely yeah. depends. It completely right. depends. Yeah. So I mean, you guys aren't stubborn. It's uh, who's hot? Who's ever hot? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't think it's ever someone's like, um, I'll take, I'll take it. It's yeah. more like, Feeling, yeah. I think, I think we both kind of feel it. Like, yeah. Obviously, if it's juice, someone's gonna be winning the point. You know, someone's gonna have won two points. Someone's gonna have won one. So. Generally, the person who's not had some returns in that game yeah. will, will probably mm-hmm. take it. Is there, all right, this is where I'm trying to incite a little controversy. I'll start with you, Luke. Is there a thing Alistair does and you know he's going to do it and he knows he's going to do it that frustrates you? Like it's every, it's a little thing. Maybe it's he goes to the towel a little too slow and you're like, dude, come on, let's just play this next point. Is there something? <coughs> wow. Uh, to be honest, tough question, you know? Uh, <laughs> I would say no, I mean, not really like a thing, you know, that's all does, but no, I mean, I have no, no fact about that. Yeah. That's fair. Same question to you. Anything? Are there little um, things? I mean, no, there isn't like, but yeah. something that's come up a couple of times recently is quite funny is I'll serve and the ball, <laughs> I'll serve and the ball will go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ball go off in the air, and I think Luke must think it's going like further back or something, and he'll call you, and it's like on top of the net for him. So I kind of, I kind of, I'm just like, he calls you, but he's obviously gonna take it. Yeah, so I just let him go. I don't really listen to him, so sorry. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. uh, no, that that's exactly it. That being said, I assume you guys have grown across some. You you know when Luke, you know when it's Luke's grunt that you hear out there when you guys are playing singles. You're like, oh, there's a um, Sabam is doing something or vice versa. You're like, oh, Alistair's playing yeah, another sure. set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, for That's, sure. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, well, we, we've been playing next to each other now. It's, yeah. uh, you know, one and two for the whole season. So it's, as you said, we've become such good friends. So playing next to someone who uh, who's your brother, you know, always gets you going, especially when you can hear him getting pumped or vice versa. So that's mm-hmm. nice. 
No, 100%. Well, then I got to always end with some Rodidiisms. What are this year's Rodidiisms? I feel like he's got to change up the phrases he's using with you guys every season because if it's the same junk every year, you're like, all right, that's enough. You know, <laughs> get, get out of here. What, what's what's this season's? Um, you want to start with that? Do you know you? I don't know who starts. Yeah, I'll start. Um, I mean, before every match, he says the same thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't think it's too, it's not, it's not too private. I mean, he, he says, he says, um, all we need to know is that they can beat us and we can beat them. And that's enough for us to compete. And, that, and then he leaves. <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but that just gets us going every time. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're good. just waiting for it, and we're kind of like, "Oh, when's it coming?" And then it's like, "Oh, there it is." Yeah. <laughs> and then he let, and then he's like, "All right, Devin, do some yeah. coaching." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. mm-hmm. No, am I missing anything, Luke? Um, no. I mean, I would say just like just before Maggie just just say just to us just play free, you know, because I mean, like, well, I mean, always maybe tight, you know, before a match or just. Just play, play, play your game. Be free, you know. Just, just be, yeah. Be, be you, you know. On the court, don't be like too much like thinking about, um, too much old stuff. You know, just like, be on the court and do what you can do, you know. So yeah. He's tried learning some French for Luke. Yeah, je parle un peu parce que je comprends pas français. Je parle just un peu, un peu. Okay. Uh, yeah. show. I'm hot. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, but um, no. I, again, I will. Uh, I will work on that for next time. But uh, again, my last question for you guys, because I again, when it's just because uh, again, getting to know Coach Rodidi, I can understand why his team would run through a wall from him. That energy trickles down to all of you guys, right? You never have to worry about a line call because you know he's going to get angry about that line call or whatever it may be. He's got your backs through it all, right? It, it starts up top. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he um, he's the driving force in the team. He's the guy who, you know, probably wants it. You know, he wants it more than anyone. He's going to do anything, anything for you so that you can, you know, gives you the best chance to win. Um, you know, all that's all that stuff that comes out on the court to, you know, that shows his deep, um, you know, competitive drive. Um, <clears throat> that's just the, that's just the surface of it really. And, um, everything that he does, uh, is, yeah, it, as you said, it trickles down to the team and he, um, he's so competitive and that makes all of us so competitive as well. It's just a, yeah, it's a driving force. As you for said, sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. Well then last fun one, Cam Nori walks on to campus on Fort Worth. You guys are both beating him in that opening set, right? It's like, come on, you're on my courts now. <laughs> Cam. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that court will be named after him for the rest it's, of the time. Yeah. yeah. Once he ponies up the check to Rodidi, then it'll yeah. be, it'll be Cam Nori. Court number one, absolutely. But again, uh, to both of you guys, it's been a pleasure to watch you all season long. Congrats on your success. Well worthy of the selection into the NCAA individual event. And again, good luck to you guys in Orlando. Hopefully I'll see you both down there. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, of course. Be safe, be healthy. You too. Yep. See you in Orlando. Bye-bye. Yep.